last, uh, I think it was Monday morning when I woke up, I, I just, the Lord was just talking to me. I, I'm sure you've all probably experienced that. And, um, but just one thing after another, and I had to repent later on because I didn't have any way to log it, didn't think to record it. But just talking about lots of things around the word that I had shared last week. And, and, um, so that was a little bit different for me. I mean, it's not that that hasn't happened before. That's happened before, but I, I paid more attention to it because it was so much and so consecutive around what I've been sharing about love and, and about sin and, and all of that. And so, so anyway, then, um, I just wanted to share a little bit about that. So my, things I noticed have been a little bit different for, for me. And um, I just want you to, if you're taking notes, right at the top, at the very top, Roberta, Pastor Roberta does not have a boyfriend. Right, there, right, right at the top. I don't want anybody to think I do. <laughs> because there was a little bit of a misunderstanding this morning. Anyway, I'm just teasing. I, I do not have a boyfriend. Nor will I probably because. I'm saying probably, but that's not a good sign. Anyway, <laughs> I've been there and done that. And uh, I'm pursuing what God wants me to do. And i that's my heart right now is to pursue Everything that God has for me to do, and um, and so um, just praise the Lord on that. Anyway, as we came to, there was just different things through the week that happened. We came to Wednesday, and I'll talk about this a little bit later. But Wednesday, uh, Tuesday morning for prayer, we have prayer upstairs here, and I heard um, New Nation, New Nation, New Nation. So that. Uh, and I was going to talk about that a little bit later, but new nation, when you hear something like that in the spirit realm, for me, that means that there's a birthing process that needs to take place. Now, I'm probably sure I'm not the only one birthing the new nation in, but that's what God's prompting me to do is to birth that in, you know, like Elijah, when Elijah um, went out up to uh, pray the rain in, you know, how he birthed in the rain. He um travailed and birthed it in and he had to do that it was like seven times before he ever saw the cloud the small the size of his hand so there's a birthing process that needs that i'm telling you all this because there's a birthing process an intercession process that needs to take place to bring this new nation and when i say new nation it's not going to be like it has been it's a new nation that's coming into manifestation and it's way better than what we've ever ever experienced, okay? Amen. It's a new nation coming in. So so as the intercessors and as the church, our job is to birth this new nation in. Pray this new nation in. So you will probably hear me calling that in, in, in intercession times or even on Sunday mornings, calling in that new nation, just like we've been calling in the new day, okay? All right, so I just wanted to... Um, um, and there might be a scripture verse with that a little bit later, but I just wanted to share share with that. So today consists. I was try, I was going to move from this. I'm, I'm we're getting over there to talking about healing a lot. <laughs> it seems like we're going in inch mode, but anyway, because um, I was going to transition from what we talked about last week into, and we we will at the end if we get there. Now it might be five o'clock today that we get there. <laughs> I mean, I got lots of scripture verses. I just keep hearing this and this, this, this. And so I'm writing it down. Amen. So um, 
The things that I'm going to talk about today, I mean, some of them I heard this morning, some of them through the day yesterday. Uh, I'm going to, uh, I'm, I'm, we're just going to talk about them because I believe they're for individuals that are sitting here or maybe several people. Uh, some of them are like what I just shared, the new nation is for everybody. And so um, I'm, I'm just going to proceed and talk about the things that I have heard in the last, well, last week, but mostly the last day or so. Um, one of the things that I heard is um, to encourage everybody, basically, but young people tend to um, get into a place of dabbling in this or dabbling in that. They get into the occult a little bit. Oh, what does it hurt to just read a book on the occult? Well, it hurts a lot. Don't do it. Don't do it. You open up the door wide open for a demonic influence to come and teach you. Don't do it. So there's things like that that I felt like the Lord wanted to warn the young people or, or adults. Sometimes we think, oh, we're strong enough. We can, we can find out about the new age stuff or we can find out about that. But if you're not, like I said last week, if you're not in, strong enough in a place where you can, you can pull whoever you're talking to, whether they're talking to about a cult or a new age or whatever, uh, if you're not strong enough to pull them that way, then just back off until you gain some strength in that, okay? Where the word is concerned. And then you, you, you need to be able to pull these people your way. Amen? And be able to share the word. Because see, the word of God doesn't return void. But if you don't know the word, you're not going to be able to teach it effectively or preach it to them effectively. So if you don't know, there's nothing wrong with backing off until you know. Don't don't get down on yourself if you don't know, and don't try to say something that's not true. <laughs> you set yourself up for the enemy to rise up in front of you and slap you in the face. Literally. They will do that if you don't know what you're talking about and you don't know who you are in Christ Jesus. But you don't know you have the authority. They will do that. They will do that. Even, <laughs> even if you... Um, even if you um, are standing, well, this last one I told you about missed me anyway, so it doesn't make any difference. I just want a different way to minister to them to get them free. So, so anyway, don't dabble. Don't don't just. There was one time um, when Richard, I think, was in high school, and his buds. He had a group that he hung around with, but he still had to preach. He still had to try to keep them all on the right path, you know. But. Um, so one night, uh, they all wanted to go down uh, to a place that way to um, eat. We're just going to go eat. It's the casino. I guess I can say that. Just They were just going to go eat at the casino. Both Dick and I said, oh, I don't think that's a good idea. That's not a good idea. That's not a good idea. You know, there's a lot more that happens there than we ever hear about. You know, there's a lot more that goes on there. So, so, so. You get down there and maybe that gambling spirit will jump on you and then pretty soon you're spending money. You're spending money. You're doing this and you're doing that. You don't need, you don't need to do that. So you, oh, okay, I'm just going to go there and eat. I'm just, well, isn't there any place else to go eat? Huh? Isn't there some place else to go eat? Yeah, why can't we, why can't we find some place else rather than uh, drinking another one? Oh, I'm just going to have a beer with my buds, friends. 
I used the word yesterday, Davenport, and, I, and, and Jerry Gage didn't know what I was talking about, so I don't know. So if I use a lot of words you don't understand, just wave at me. <laughs> anyway, um, so, so, you know, drugs. Oh, I can do it this one time with my friends. Nah, it's an addiction. It's an addiction. You open yourself up once, then you're lost. Your flesh wants more. It wants more. Just like, just like chocolate, like sugar, like candy, like running to find a bargain. You know, that's what some people do. That's all they do. They go run, find a bargain. They go run and find a bargain. They're out shopping every day of the week trying to find a bargain. Try to find a bargain. Well, that's an addiction too. So any addiction. So, don't dabble, especially the word I heard was the occult. Don't dabble in the cult. Most of you understand that's a big facet of things. New age. Um, uh, there's a lot, probably a lot more new stuff out. But if you're listening on the inside, if you're listening to your spirit man, you'll be able to tell this ain't God. If, if something comes before you, okay? You can tell. You can tell. This feels off or it's not right. Um, I don't remember what it was just recently, but I knew it wasn't something that was... Oh, I know. There's been... Um, there has been um, this one guy that's been coming through with some stuff about the election. And um, anyway, uh, uh, my, my friend looked uh, more information up on him, and he's more of a, um, a paranormal type person. He's in the occult stuff. And so um, that next morning after we saw that his information, he's actually very involved in that, but his information was okay. I mean, it had the appearance of being truth. But um, I woke up the next morning, the Lord was talking to me about that. You need, to, you need to not look at that. You need to not pay any attention to that or who that is. I can tell you who that is later if, you, if some of you would like to know. It's been on our, our uh, feed and so, um, so anyway, uh, don't be enticed, amen? Enticed. Um, let's see, I don't know that I had a particular scripture verse. Let's look at James, why don't we? James 1. And there's lots of scripture verses. We'll try to get to all of them. Um, James one thirteen. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, and he himself does not tempt anyone. That word tempt there is tempt, test, or try. Tempt, test. Tempt, test. Um, so if you look down at verse 14, but the thing that it that is is entangles us and pulls us away is that by each one, each person that's tempted when he is he is carried away and enticed by his own lust. It's his lust, the lust in him, whether it's the lust of pornography, the lust of uh, drugs, the lust of occult, the lust of um, drinking, whatever it is, those kinds of things entice you to do wrong. They entice you. They pull you the wrong way. But, but it's because you have that lust on the inside of you that pulls you the wrong way. 
that wants to pull you the wrong way. Okay? So um, let's look at um, Exodus now, 2330. Entice, that word there, entice means um, uh, little, uh, word entice means attract or tempt by offering pleasure or advantage. So you can see where some of those things offer pleasure, but are they right? Are they leading you into freedom or are they leading you into bondage? If you look at that whole list, occult leads you into bondage, doesn't lead you into freedom. If you look at drugs, it doesn't lead you into freedom, it leads you into bondage. It leads you into bondage. Now there is freedom. You, every one of these people that are bound by any of these things, there's freedom for them in Christ Jesus. There's healing for them in Christ Jesus, and there's deliverance for them in Christ Jesus. Amen? So all of them can be free. Whether it's a cult, whatever it is, I've probably dealt more with people that have been involved in occult practices than anything else. You know? Um, well, drinking, gambling. But still, you know, all of those, all of those things uh, pull you off track. They pull you off track. They don't do anything for you. Okay, so we're going to Exodus 23. They don't do anything for you. They lead you into bondage. And people are so deceived thinking that those things are all good. They're good. Well, they're just an excitement for the flesh for a brief amount of time. And all they're going to do is they're going to take you to hell. It's going to entice you right to hell. Just because you're feeding your flesh for a little bit, it will take you to hell. See, the wages of sin is... Death. That's right. Death spiritually. Okay, Exodus twenty three thirty. Let's see. I will drive them out before you little by little until you become fruitful and take possession of the land. Until you become fruitful. It made me think of it made me think of um uh our own our own walk, basically. We have, let's say we have a bondage of um, drinking. So as we focus, like we talked about last week, as we focus on the things of God by praying in the Spirit, by worshiping, by fasting, and by reading your word, as you focus on those things, you give your attention, spirit, soul, and body to those things, it's going to fill up your spirit man, make your spirit man strong, and it's going to drive out the enemy. See, I mean, it's going little by little. We're supposed to be going from glory to glory and faith to faith. Amen? We're supposed to be gaining um, gaining ground. That's where I just talked to you about that, that person that was negative and how I backed away from that person for a while until I was strong enough on the inside. I had enough ground on the inside, enough spirit man strong enough that when I talked to that person, I could say, let's pray and not... And not um, um, give them any place to continue to do what they were doing, which was talking against people, talking against people. So I was able to, I was able to, um, uh, to hold my ground and pull them my way and say, let's pray. Let's pray about that. Okay. So, so that's the way it should be with any situation. Well, back to Richard and going down to the casino. He didn't go. He didn't go. He made the decision himself. We told him. We gave him wisdom on it that we didn't think it would be a good idea and the stuff that would go on could go on. And he did not go. 
And um, my daughter, she tended to be around a, a year older in high school. And basically, if they had any godly friends, they had to carve them out themselves, you know, <laughs> carve them out, you know what I mean? It, it's tough going in, in school. And so anyway, they, um, she was, uh, I think she played soccer with some of these, these kids and said they were going to watch a movie and uh, at the one of the kids' homes. And she knew... She knew that um, we wouldn't approve of the movie. So she had to make a choice. You young people, it's okay to make a choice. It's not the end of the world if you have to choose your mom and dad over your, over your friends. You know what I mean? It's not the end of the world. You're going to live through it. Actually, you're going to gain ground through it. Anyway, what she did was she, she called us to come and get her. She said, um, Mom, they're watching a movie that I know you guys wouldn't want me to watch. So we went after her then, and uh, everybody seemed to understand. They were sorry about that. I mean, they still watched the movie, but it was a testimony to those people, to those young people. And she left, and she was fine with that. There was another time Richard was with his buds, and um, one of the kids brought the Ouija board. And... uh, (laughs) Richard, he knew all about the Ouija board. He knew that was a no-no. So he took it and hit it. (laughs) He hit it so nobody could find it. (laughs) So so anyway, he he um, they were there for a little bit and they were trying to find it. And so finally, he left. He never did tell them where it was. So as far as I know, they never did find out. But they figured it was him that did it. Anyway, so 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 you you guys, it doesn't make any difference if you have ten friends and that happens. If you have five friends, or if you have one friend and you have to stand up for Jesus, who do you think God loves? He's going to love you because you stood up for Jesus. He's going to bless you because you stood up for Jesus. He's going to prosper you because you stood up for Jesus. You defended the cross in your actions, in your words, and what you said, and what you did. And and that's for all of you. I'm kind of talking and looking at the young people. Because you guys got more time ahead of you. And it's time to make a stand. It's time to stand up and wake up. It's time for the dead to rise up. It is. So so anyway, um, so Romans 8, we looked at this last week, but I, I, you know, this was one of the scripture verses the Lord told me. You know, I tend to fly through everything, and so he said you need to go back and talk a little bit more about this. So this was this is in tying with that whole same thing about mortifying the flesh. In Romans 8.13, it says, For if you are living according to the flesh, you must die. What's that mean? You're going to die if you live? No, your flesh needs to die. Well, that's kind of the same thing, isn't it? <laughs> your, flesh, your flesh needs to take a back seat. Your flesh can't have a say. But if by the Spirit you are putting to death the deeds of the body, you will live. So basically, I think King James says mortify. I like the word mortify. You're putting to death your flesh. So your flesh doesn't have a say about what you do and don't do. Your flesh shouldn't tell you it's okay. Oh, I can go with my friends to the casino. It's all right. They're not. If they do something, I won't do it. Well, before you know it, you're pulled into doing something with them. You know? Stand your ground early. Stand your ground. Don't don't follow after the peer pressure. Don't do that. 
It's not going to gain you anything. It's not going to gain you anything. No kidding. It's not going to gain you a thing to bow to peer pressure. Amen? Okay, so back. I want you to back up to... Uh, we looked at mortifying. Now back up here to where it says where you set your mind. And this will help you too. And I didn't talk about this last week. I've talked about this before. But verse 5 in chapter 8. For those who are according to the flesh, they set their minds on the things of the flesh. Isn't that true? Isn't that true? You understand what that means? See, say if you're going to go with your friends to the casino, your mind starts thinking about, hmm, okay. I, I got some extra money. I'll put it in the slot machine. Or I can have a beer there. Nobody knows me there. You know, your mind starts thinking and conniving and doing those things that are anti-God. For those who are according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who are according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. So verse 6, for the mindset on the flesh is death, but the mindset on the Spirit is life and peace. Because... The mindset on the flesh is hostile toward God, for it does not subject itself to the law of God, for it is not even able to do so. And those who are in the flesh cannot please God. That's what we just said, wasn't it? Making a stand for the things of God. Stand for the things of God. Amen? Train your spirit, train your flesh. Let your flesh know, I'm not going to bow to alcohol. I'm not going to bow to a cult. I'm not going to bow to anything that's sin. I'm not going to bow to that. Start training your flesh. You young people, start doing it now and you won't succumb to this stuff later. Amen? Okay, so mortify the flesh and set your mind on things above. There's other places that talks about setting your mind on things above. But of course, that's who we are. We are seated together with him in heavenly places. So our mind is on, should be on things above, not here on this earth. Not here on this earth. Amen? Okay, so let's look at John thirty along John three along with that one and then we'll move on to something else that the Lord told me. John John three. Thirty through thirty one. He must increase, but I must decrease. Now, this is this was John the Baptist talking here, meaning he needed to decrease and God need, and Jesus needed to increase, so he needed to step back and let Jesus have his place. But we can use that scripture verse. Basically, that's what our flesh is supposed to do. It is supposed to decrease, and our spirit man is to increase. Amen? Our spirit man is to increase. In verse 31, He who comes from above is above all. He who is of the earth is from the earth and speaks of the earth. Didn't we just say that in Romans? Yeah. He who comes from heaven is above all. So if you're, if you're heavenly minded, you're still going to be earthly good. You know, there's that word that says you can be so heavenly minded, you're no earthly good, and that's baloney. We need to be heavenly minded. Amen. Heavenly minded. Setting our mind on things above. Thinking higher than our flesh wants us to think. Thinking above those things. Thinking about God. Focusing on Him being Lord of our life. You know, I've told you this before, but years ago I used to... I didn't know a whole lot about the Word or any of that. 
but I, I would hear, you know, in my time with the Lord that to, to do what he would do, what would he do in the word of God? What would he do? What would God, what would Jesus do? And if you come into a situation, what would he do? If, if you ended up at the casino, what would, he, what would Jesus want you to do there? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> huh? What would he want you to do? If you were around some friends and, and they were wanting to take, take a, take a, um, well, it's not marijuana anymore. It's worse than that. But if you were around some friends that wanted you to, to smoke a joint or whatever, could you stand strong against that? What would you do? What would Jesus want you to do? What would he want you to do? Stand strong, not, not yield to it. That's what he would do in a situation. If somebody was lying about you and you knew it, and you could sense the anger on the inside coming up on the inside, what would Jesus want you to do? Pray for him, bless him, turn the other cheek, do something to uh, uh, give him something, keep those burning coals on their heads with love. What would he want you to do? So I would always, I would always look at the situation that way. Every situation I was in, what would he want me to do? What, would he, what does his word say that I should do? You know, if I didn't know, then I got counsel with somebody that did know. So I just didn't go off and mess myself up, okay? Anyway, so he must increase, we must decrease. I had amplified down there. Does anybody have that open right there at all? Amplified? Uh, Let me just see real quick what it says. John 3. He must increase, but I must decrease. He must grow more promise, prominent, and I must grow less so. The flesh must grow less so. Mm-hmm. He who comes from above heaven is far above all others. He who comes from the earth belongs to the earth and talks. This is, this is why it was good and why I put amply. And talks the language of the earth. Amen. His words are from an earthly standpoint. He who comes from heaven is far above all others, far superior to all others in prominence and is excellence. Okay, so that's right. That's why it's, you know, um, oh, you could go off and start talking about where your treasure is. That's where your heart, that's where you're, you're, you're at. You know, what's in your heart. That's where your treasure, that's what you're, you're pursuing. So you want to change that and get the, the things of God as your treasure. Amen. Okay, so we're supposed to awaken to righteousness and to sin not. Um, okay, let's look at Proverbs 30 now. Proverbs 30, verse 12. Okay, so this generation needs to wake up to righteousness and stop sinning. And um, um, in this verse here, verse 12, there is a kind who is pure in his own eyes, yet is not washed from his filthiness. There are people that are not washed, they're not born again, and they haven't been washed from the filthiness. And so so we're we're gonna see that start happening. I mean we I think we've seen a little bit of a trigger of that. There's probably over the past six months, maybe about three people I can think of, where, you know, just all of a sudden they couldn't wait to get up here and they and they haven't the the one guy that was sitting over there has not been back. 
but he come running up here and he wanted to get his junk out of his river. And, and, and so I prayed for him as he was dealing with alcohol. And then there was, um, another, uh, lady that came right up. Um, and I was praying for other people. And I think it was youth. And so sometimes I've seen about two or three instances of that where people have just out of the blue, just come up and want that they've never been prayed for before. Or they just wanted help. And so we're going to see more and more and more of that where people are wanting to, wanting to get free and to get clean and to get washed. And you know, when you accept Jesus as Lord, what happens? You become washed white as snow. You get all cleaned up, all cleaned up. You accept Jesus as Lord and he cleans you up. And then you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit because then the Holy Spirit has a place to come where it's clean. Where it's, where it's, it's clean. Um, and so that's why I, I like it as a twofold process. Let's look at Acts 2.38. I'm going to read that out of Amplified. We, we just moved to a different subject. subject. I don't know if you could tell. Um, but... Um, so, so we talked last week about being born. This is another area that the Lord talked to me about Monday that I needed to clarify or bring greater understanding. And so um, we talked last week about being born again, and we went through those scripture verses. And remember, I said you needed to uh, write those down. Those would be good scripture verses for you to use when you come into talking to somebody that needs Jesus. Okay, this part I wanted to make clear, uh, clarify. 238 out of the Amplified. And it says, um, And Peter answered them, Repent, change your views, and purpose to accept the will of God in your inner selves instead of rejecting it. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. And that was the water baptism, okay? For the forgiveness of and release from your sins. Okay, born again, baptized, water baptized. And you don't have to be water baptized to go to heaven. You don't have to be. That's taught out there, but not here. But it's taught out there in some of the churches. They teach that. that you, you're not, if, you're not, if you're not water baptized, you, you won't get to heaven. That's not true. Not true. Not true. And so... Um, Every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of and release from your sins, and you shall receive now, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. See the two-step process there? One side of the coin is getting born again, getting cleaned. The other side of the coin is receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now that you're clean, it fills you up. He fills you up. He comes in to abide, to, to make abode with you. Amen? Okay, so that's a two-step process. That's why we've got so many people, they've cut out the Holy Spirit, and we've got people that are born again. They aren't, aren't able to live their life to the fullest or in victory or in power because all they have, they're born again. Well, sure, they're going to head to heaven, but they're not walking in any power because they don't have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They, it got cut off. It got, they just got taught about being born again, and they think that's all. But there's more. There's the second person of the Holy There's the person of the Holy Spirit to come and abide in you. Amen? He needs to come and abide in you so that you have the power to do what uh, it said in Acts 2. To go into all the world and preach the gospel. 
to be witnesses here and there and everywhere. Amen? And so, so, so that part has been left out of the church big time. Big time. So that's why you see a lot of the church asleep. Asleep. Dead. They're dead. They're dead. They're asleep. And, and they, they, there's just a, it's just important that when you get somebody born again, you do the twofold step, the two, two, two steps. Born again, cleaned, filled with the Holy Spirit. Because see, Jesus was here right up until the end, and he says, I have to go, but I'm going to send somebody to be with you. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to be with you so that you're not by yourself, and you're able to do the works that I do, did, even greater works. And so I want you to have the Holy Spirit. I've got to go. I can't be with each one of you. I can't be with each one of you everywhere. i got to send the Holy Spirit so he can be with all of you at the same time. That's why, that's why in the body of Christ, you'll hear this being taught, and then you'll hear, oh, they're teaching the same thing. Oh, they're teaching the same. Well, the Holy Spirit is getting it across to everybody what's going on. That's why you started hearing New Day all over everywhere. Because the body, the Holy Spirit was getting it across to everybody. It's a new day. There's a new day coming. It's just like there's a new nation now. So, anyway, okay, all right, okay. So, John, let's go to John 14, and and you'll see that that um, Holy Spirit step there. Okay, we're going to be here till five. I can tell. John 14. 16 to 17. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may be with you forever. That is the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it does not behold him or know him, but you know him, because he abides with you and will be in you. He wasn't in them yet, but he will be in you. I have to go so he can come and be in you. In you, in you, the Godhead in its fullness. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit is in you right now. And don't tell me you can't, you can't walk in power and you can't walk in, you can't have a victory and you can't walk in faith and you can't pray. Don't tell me that because the Godhead in all of its fullness, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit are in you. They're in you. You have more power and you know what to do with. That's probably true. Nobody knows what to do with it. Amen? In you. All right. Okay, so the next thing I heard, um, I already talked about this a little bit, was uh, the new nation. Okay? Um, and, and you don't need to turn here, but I'm going to read this out of Genesis. I, I was just Googled, or um, uh, in my concordance I looked up, I just put nation in. I just read <laughs> Genesis uh, 12. Two, in the Amplified, I thought was so appropriate for our country. I didn't even look at any others, you know. But um, and I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you with abundant increase of favors, and make your name famous and distinguished, and you shall be a blessing dispensing good to others. And that is the way I have been praying ever since this this began. Is I've been praying that way, that our, our nation, our country, would be a beacon of light to other countries in dark places. 
And we have to, this country has to stay free. That's why we can stand on God's will being that this country is free and will maintain the freedom. It doesn't look like it right now, but we're not moved by what we see, are we? We're not moved by that. We're not moved. We're moved by what God has told us. And God has told us there's a new day, now a new nation. And so we, we can stand firm in that and we persevere. We're on the alert, watching to see what the enemy is trying to do. And we counterattack, or we should be on the attack, but we counterattack what, what we see the enemy doing. And, and if, if we're alert and paying attention, like we heard the new nation, we can start praying that in. Amen. Okay, so if we're if we're on the which we should be on the attack, the church should be on the attack, and we should be gaining ground back that the enemy has stolen from us all this time, all this time, all these years. So it's not always you know because the the church did have ground for a while, and you can do this when you intercede for an individual, and then they fall back. You can get the you can get the ground back, but it's tougher. It's tougher. But it's not impossible. It's not, you can't not do it. You can do it. You can gain back that ground. But you have to just persevere, pursue, be on the alert, and stand strong against it. And hold your ground you already have when you're interceding and standing in the gap for that person. Amen? Amen. Is that all sound for you guys back there? <laughs> anyway, you need to stand strong, especially right now. Um, we can't see anything that's changed. Not a thing has changed, but God is on the move. God is doing something. He is doing something. He's bringing a change and a difference in, in our, in our country. He really is. And, and so much of the time when you're standing in the gap for an individual, you can't see change. And then bam, all of a sudden, a suddenly it happens and everything changes. Everything changes. Amen. So we're calling in suddenlies. We're, we're doing what we know to do. We're believing God. Okay, this I heard this morning. And, and some of these I just really want to get to. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I suppose this is kind of what got me all excited. This morning I heard this, let's get radical. <laughs> let's get radical. Let's get ready. Religion wants to be stiff. And wait for this guy over here to do it. <laughs> then I'll do it. If he, he can get it, if he's gonna, if he's gonna do it, and it's okay, then I'm gonna get on board. Well, no. <laughs> Radical means, uh, it's relating to or affecting the fundamental nature of something. Uh, independent of or, or, a, a departure from traditions. From tra- traditions. That's why it's new. That's why it's new. We're not going to have the same old, same old. That's why it's new. Amen? So let's get radical. That doesn't mean we're going to run up and down the aisles and we're going to... But let's just get radical. Let's get free so that we can be who God wants us to be in Christ Jesus. Amen? Let's get free. And that means being radical. Let's get free. Amen? Okay, so radical. Um Matthew 15. Let's look at Matthew 15. Um, I might have to cut back a little bit on some of my scripture verses. Mm. Matthew 15, uh, verse 2. Uh, Why do your disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? For they do not wash their hands when they eat bread. And he answered and said to them, And why do you? 
yourselves transgress the commandment of God for the sake of your tradition. For God said, honor your father and mother, and he who speaks evil of father and mother, let him be put to death. But you say, Jesus is talking here, but you say, whoever shall say to the father and mother, anything of mine you might have been helped by has been given to God. He is not to honor his father or his mother, and thus you invalidate the word of God for the sake of your tradition. And you hypocrites, rightly did Isaiah prophesy of you, saying, this people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far away from me. Amen. Isn't that true? Isn't that true in the, in the church and religion? We honor, we honor him with our lips, but the church is far away from him. They're far away. That's why we need to awaken to righteousness. Stop sinning. And, you know, sinning, when you think of the word sin, you think of murdering, you think of pornography, you think of drinking, you think of drugs. Wow. Awaken to righteousness and, and light that fire on the inside of you. Let hope rise up. That's a sin if you're not doing the things of God that you know to do. Remember we talked about that last week? Not doing what you know to do. What God has told you or what you've seen in your word is sin. Amen? Okay. Um, um, there were some other scripture verses with that, but I wanted to, um, I wanted to get to um, the, another thing that I heard this morning when I was, I looked in the mirror, put my shirt on, has this heart, you know. <laughs> so I was saying to Jeff, anyway, it has this heart on it. I stepped in front of the mirror. And um, I heard this, um, okay, here, I skipped right over it. Okay, so when I stepped in front of the mirror, what I heard was, give your heart to Jesus day. Give your heart to Jesus day. Not Valentine's Day, but give your heart to Jesus day. And um, look at Colossians 2.6, and we'll be winding up here. Colossians 2.6. See, the love of God has been shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Spirit. And so in looking at, um, we're probably not going to, we'll probably make that transition next week into the area of healing. Colossians 2.6. As you have therefore received the Christ, even Jesus the Lord, so walk, regulate your lives, and conduct yourselves in union and conforming to him. And then Ephesians 5.1 says to be imitators, be imitators of God as beloved children. And so we're, we're to be imitators of him, do what he would do, like we talked about a little bit ago, um, do what he would have us do. And then um, I think you all got the love chapter flyer where I amplified the love chapter out. And um, walking in love brings healing. Walking in love brings healing. If you look, remember last week I told you to look at those scripture verses, that love chapter amplified out. And that love chapter there, when you amplify it out, remember I shared with you I had, you know, if I had a situation, I'd look at that love chapter and I could see that maybe I was holding an account wrong. I was holding it against somebody, I, you know, not to hold account, um, uh, a wrong suffered. Amen. And so, so if you look down that list, 
You, you'll find out if you're being boastful or proud, if you're in fear and anxiety or whatever you're in, deal with it. Repent of it. If you need to forgive because somebody did wrong, did you wrong, if you need to forgive, or let's say maybe you were in strife with someone and you knew you were right, but you were still in strife with them, well, then you're wrong. Strife needs to be repented of. But see, those things like that, anxiety is another one. It's fear-based. Perfect love casts out fear. So anxiety, we cast the care upon him and we stop being anxious. Amen? We stop being fearful. Amen? Because love isn't fearful. Perfect love casts out fear. And God is love. Amen? And the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts. So if we have the love of God shed abroad in our hearts, then we're able to walk in love all the time. All the time. And the minute you you catch yourself missing it, be quick to repent. Be quick to forgive and get yourself back in love. It doesn't matter if they wronged you 10,000 times. You need to be quick to forgive and, and quick to repent and get back in love, back in love. Amen. Otherwise, you open up the door to sickness and disease. Fear and ang- fear and ang- anxiety is just fear based. Pride is, works with fear too. And, um, one, usually both pride and fear together. One can be more dominant than the other. If it's pride, it's just because they're more fearful. Okay. So they, they, those things all work together. But if you're if you're in those areas and you've got yourself in a place of anxiety, look at the love list and find out why you're anxious. Look at that love list. Cast the care and deal with it. It's the open door. It's the open door for sickness and disease, strife, whatever you whatever it is. If you're not in love, faith works by love. So if you're not in love, then faith has nothing to work with because you've got a you've got this thing between you and God see and, and um, um he doesn't he doesn't um hear your prayers when you have iniquity in your heart so you need to repent keep yourself free keep yourself free I can't say that enough keep yourself free amen if you're angry, you're not in love. If you get angry, be quick to repent. Ask God to forgive you. If you need to ask the person to forgive you, do all of that. Clean it up. I'll tell you, you know, I can't hardly stand it. If I know I've missed it, I have to get myself back in a right standing position right away. Right standing position. So that the enemy has nothing to attack with. Amen? Has nothing to attack with. You can't hold a grudge, and you can't keep holding a grudge, and you can't keep holding a grudge, and you can't keep holding a grudge without paying the consequences. You can't. Well, I've been holding a grudge for 10 years. You're going to have the consequences eventually. It's just the way it is. It is the way it is. Amen? So... Galatians 5, 6 is where it talks about uh, uh, faith works by love. And then, of course, Mark Mark 11, that's always such a good one. Mark 11, 
Most of you know this one, 22. You can see that real quick, Mark 11, 22. Um, Have faith in God. Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says is going to happen, it shall be granted him. Therefore I say to you, all things for which you pray and ask, believe that you have received them, and they shall be granted you. And whenever you stand praying, forgive, if you have anything against anyone, so that your Father also who is in heaven may forgive you your transgressions. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father who is in heaven forgive you your transgressions. So so clean it up. Clean it up. Get it right before the Lord. If you don't if you're in that place, you're in a place of unrighteousness. Unrighteousness. And the enemy can hit. Enemy can take you, take and do a number. And so you you gotta get it cleaned up right away. Okay? Father, we just want to thank you for your word. We thank you, Father, that your word is alive and active. And then, Father, that it doesn't return void, but it it, it brings a, a clarity and an understanding. And Father, I just thank you that you remind them of the word this next week. Bring it to their remembrance. Cause it to come alive on the inside of them, that they have ears to hear. And that, Father, they're not only here, but they're a doer of what the word says. And, Father, we just give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen.